eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Here we go. It's podcast time for all you boys and girls. Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I feel like... And I've been thinking about this lately, about podcasts. Yeah. There's too many of them? Well, that, no, that we know about. But I feel like I actually learn a lot about life Because you can podcasts. listen to podcasts for the topic that you want to listen to. Right. Not only that, a lot of the people that I'm interested in for podcasts are people who have been around a long time, as far as, okay. like, guest-wise. So life like, experience. Yeah, like, I love listening to... Uh, Comedians who have been around a long time, like big name guys that have been around a long time, musicians like even the Bruce Springsteen on with Howard Stern. I just feel I feel like I get a lot out of podcasts. Yeah, well, you I mean, if you read biographies, you'd get a yeah. lot out of it. If you actually listen to historical references, you would. Correct, but I feel like you know, with reading a reading a book takes me forever. It just <laughs> I, does, you I know, understand. and I get tired. But the. That, that's it's mindless. Why, You're just listening. Yeah, there are times when I actually enjoy the long commute. Like no, with, I, I, if, if you got something you like listening yeah. to, of course I get that. If you got something you like listening to, it is like so great, and that's why I don't mind sometimes when the podcasts are like two hours long or three hours long. It's gotta, but it's gotta right. be revealing and it's gotta be intriguing. Yes, it can't be boring and guys just fumbling around. Oh, what are we talking about next? Right. Which oh, Joe happens. Rogan does that sometimes. Oh, for sure. It's like he's trying to stretch this thing to three hours. He had a guy on uh, like two weeks ago. Matt Walsh is a guy who did a documentary called "What Is a Woman." It was about the whole thing about the the trans movement. And, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, Jerry, at an hour and a half in, he seemed to be like it was done. Yeah, it was done. How long was it? Three hours. Yeah, that's so what I mean. Another hour and a half of just nothing, of just kind of, and they eventually hit upon something. But it just seemed like 
It's almost like I heard Bruce Springsteen in an interview say he's now expected to do a three-hour show. Right. This guy thinks he's got to do three-hour podcasts. Yeah, like Joe Rogan now, I bet, feels like, hey, if I don't go three hours, am I giving the people what they want? I'd like to see an hour once in a while. Yeah, sometimes the hour ones, I'm like, oh. Well, well, that's fine. Stuff. Yeah, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. Maybe three hours. Though. Yeah. You know, I saw, speaking of learning something, and you said musicians, jarred a thought. I saw, you ever see the big interview with Dan Rather? No. So that's another thing on Access. It's like my favorite channel is Access TV. Yeah, it's mostly about music. That. and I mean, there's other things on it. I think they even do wrestling late at night, but it's a lot of music um, uh, programming. So the big interview with Dan Rather can be an actor, an actress, an author, a musician. Um, I stumbled upon from 2018, I think it was recorded, um, his interview with Steve Miller. And, you know, he's clearly an older man now. And just fascinating how what a stumbling and bumbling band they were. And his final album was the one that the Joker was on. And prior to recording it, he had given up. But he owed them one more album. So he's like, I don't want anybody directing it. No one's producing it. I got it. I'm doing it. I'm writing my music. And so he does it himself. And he's like, here, here it is. It's fine. We'll go on tour like normal. And he said the biggest problem for them was because they were never the headline band. They would go do in the 70s, they would late, early 70s, they would go from city to city and they would go to the record stores. You know, they're playing that night. They're right down the block. They go to the record store. There's no albums. So how are you ever supposed to sell music and make money? So they were just living off of the small fees they were getting on tour, starting shows for bigger bands. And then he goes into the whole thing about doing his own album. And that was it. He handed it in. He's like, I'm done. Like, this is it. It's been fun. I tried seven years. Now I got to figure out life. And one of the people in the boardroom that put it on, he says in the past, five, six seconds, gone. They don't like it. They would move on. It is what it is. There was a young guy in the room. They put the Joker on. And he's, oh, don't turn that off. The other guys didn't care for it. This guy's like, I'm telling you, this is a hit. And Steve Miller's like, that was, to me, the worst one of the bunch. Next thing you know, they start pushing it. It blows up. Then Jet Airliner. I mean, all these songs start coming out from album to album. And he's like, I went from nothing to, like, wow, overnight. Right. Because one guy in a group of, like, eight, liked the way it sounded and said, that's a hit. So many times the artist doesn't know which one the hit is, which yeah. is which is weird. Like, it's always one where it's like, I wasn't even going to put it on the album, but they told me I needed one more song. But do you think, and I'm going to ask you this question. So there's, I forget who sings it. Um, is it uh, Jenna Bush? No, what's her name? Um, running Up the Hill? Yeah, Running Up that Hill. I forget who sings it. Okay. That. The first eight times I heard that song, I couldn't stand it. It's like, oh, that's enough. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop pushing this down my throat. Like, I really, I did not like the song. I remember we were in a car going to a tournament with Joseph, and it was on 1027. I'm like, oh, my God, with this song again. I've probably heard it a thousand times. Maybe I kind of like it now. Now you like it. Is a hit song a hit song because the song is really good, or are these really skilled and talented bands and musicians recording good music that becomes hits because we hear it so much. It's a, it is or a is great it question. It, it's probably a little bit of both because you know how many times. Kate Bush, by the way, that's her name. Kate Not Bush, Jeff right. Bush. That's the president's daughter. <laughs> yes. Kate Bush. Yes. And that got a resurgence because of Stranger Things, I was told. Okay. It was in that and people liked it. 
But so many times, uh, you know, I used to love to buy, I I used to buy full albums sure. every week. I'd go on Tuesday and I'd get something. Mm-hmm. Like I, me and my friend Paul would go yeah. and be like, we're getting something today. Doesn't matter what, you're picking out something and we're buying something. Sure. And so many times I would buy an album because of a single I heard on the radio. And then there'd be these other great, catchy, great songs that would never right. air on the radio. Right. And you think, if any one of these got on the radio, mm-hmm. because they're so catchy and things. So I always wondered, like, why certain, or or like why a record company would only work a record for one single, as opposed to, like, well, The other 12 song, songs. Yeah. And very rare that they do it. They did it with Born in the USA, mm-hmm. had, like, eight singles. Shania Twain had a, a record with a ton of singles on it. And and so rare that they would do that. It's strange. Yeah, they like are moving on to. Well, even like Bad Company. Yeah, Bad Company was not the most popular band in the world, but I mean, really good. I remember buying that cassette, and all I knew was the one song, Bad Company. I'm like, this is great. Like you don't hear it anyway. You know, whether it was 1027 back in the day with yeah. the classic rock. They never played any of the other stuff. I know. So, like, why are these songs not? And I love the album, the old cassette. It wasn't an album for me, but I love the tape. There are a lot of, really, if you like the band and you listen to it enough, you're going to like the other songs. Right, if they're catchy songs, for sure. Like, there's a song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. If I ask you right now, name a song. Under the Bridge. Right. It's probably Scar Tissue. Yeah. Californication. Those are probably the three I think those would be the three that people would say immediately. There's a song by the Chili Peppers that I think is their best song for me. It's called Dosed, which was, I don't remember what album it was. I really don't. But it was one of the, it was in the early to mid-90s. I don't remember ever hearing it on the radio. I really don't. 92.3, they don't play it. And if they do, I don't hear it. It's just, I don't know. But the, but the radio stations for the most part, would play the single that the record company released as a single. True. That's true, And too. very rarely would you hear about a station, and it normally took a small station somewhere where a DJ decided to play the third song on the record that became right. popular in that town that then the record company was like, oh, maybe we'll put this out to other towns. Very weird. It is, it's, it is odd. It's, yeah. it's almost like, why bother doing a 12-song album then? Right. If you're not going to try and sell it well then yeah you started seeing once streaming became the norm only like a couple years ago there were artists that were just putting out a song and then a couple weeks later put out a song that's how i would do it yeah instead of pumping out there's no reason yeah no reason to do an album now i think the chili peppers put out an album it's got 25 songs on it why they they put out two records this year why (laughs) i'll be giving me a song a month let me get used to let me really dig into it it's it's like the binging thing with tv i hate that i really do I don't like the idea that they put these, and then you're waiting 51 weeks for it to come out again. Yes. Like, you don't have to give me one every week, but I don't know. Maybe we could release it in a three-month span as opposed to right. here's one day, here's 15 episodes. Right. I don't know. It's yeah. weird the way everything is. But that's the way we used to consume TV, though, I know. Right? You know. Yeah, I know. Once a week. Yeah. I know. Which I like. I look you, forward to it. If there's people in your life, and this gets less and less all the time, if, but if there are people in your life that you talk about these shows that you're watching you're all in different parts correct oh don't tell me i'm only up to episode two. Oh, really i'm, I'm on only, episode you know. you're in season yeah. six <laughs> i'm in season two i have no idea where you're at right so we can't even discuss it that and we true. have a shared interest in that i do remember when i first seinfeld finished when 
97. Fall of 97 or, or spring? I don't remember that Well, oh, either way. Yeah, because I was here already. I do remember coming in on Friday. My, I always told you, my tape shift, my weekday tape shift when I was around the IMAS program was Fridays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I will never forget, and I didn't know anybody other than just being the, you know, the intern and saying hello and goodbye and doing my work and getting out. Obviously, after a month or two, fine. But when we first started, I'll never forget those Friday mornings going in. That's Spitz would come in talking about Seinfeld and Friends and all these shows, and I would just stay quiet. I mean, I wanted to get involved too, but I would. I knew my place, and I kind of. But that's exactly what you're talking about. Ooh, new Seinfeld. Yeah, and the guys couldn't wait to call Steve Cohen. Like they couldn't wait to talk about it when they got in the next morning. It that's was, gone. That's gone. It was Seinfeld. They did that with Sopranos. Oh, for sure. Yes. Like talk shows I used to like. I remember the Radio Chick show and yeah. Opie and Anthony. They You do a show on the on the episode on the Sunday night. Right. And yeah. I used to think all the time. It used to annoy me when the Radio Chick would do it for like a, an hour. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, first of all, the percentage of the people that have HBO is what? Then right. they had to have watched it last true. night. That's true. Then the shows would do it with American Idol. Yes. You'd play the, here, here's, here's the big song. So that's for sure. That's completely gone. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. It's just, it's different. Our shared experiences, Jerry, they're gone. Everything is now tailored to the individual. Yeah. Your experience, your phone, your apps, what you watch, what you don't watch, what ads you get. Yes. You know, everything. I mean, the phones know what we're doing and when we're doing it, which is fine, but it is a bit creepy. And that's why it sucks when you go to look something up legitimately to say, hey, maybe I am interested in this product. And then it's like, forget it. You hit now over you the head with the ads. Over yeah. and over. Even if you purchase the product. Right. You're still getting it. Because they don't know it. you purchased it. Right. They know. They just know you went on the website. Correct. That is so true. Very annoying, Jerry. How do I hit people over the head with the calendars? <laughs> By the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my head. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I also heard this. What do you think of this? I heard this... Uh, I've I've heard this a few times over the years from people that when they're talking about drug addictions. Okay. Okay. And I and it normally comes from people that have been addicted to drugs at one point or other. Yes. And now they're clean. And I don't know if it makes them feel better to say this or tell me maybe you believe this. Okay. When they when they start to claim that caffeine is a drug addiction. Do you agree with that? No, I mean, I think on the technical sense, yeah, that's probably the case. But I think that's, I would compare that to breaking the law. There is killing somebody and there is doing 66 and a 65. Are you technically breaking the law when you're doing, when you're speeding? Sure. Turning red, turning right on a red, on a red light when you're not supposed to. They're both right. breaking the law, but right. there's this and that. Right. You doing heroin does not equal me needing my coffee not. in the morning. Right. It, it's <laughs> it, technically yes, but no. Sorry. I can't, right. comp- I can't compare cocaine abuse to having a latte. Right. They'll go, well, listen, we all have addictions. I mean, do you have a coffee every morning? You're addicted to that. No, I'm not. No, I could stop. I've stopped many right. times for weeks. I like it. I really do. Like, I enjoy it. Me too. More so than anything. Um, I think, was it last week? A couple weeks ago? Our Keurig machine wasn't working at home. And I, I didn't make the coffee every morning coming in like I usually do. And there were, I think, three out of five days last week. I'd have one cup of coffee. I don't even think about it. 
I wanted it for the ride in. I eh, didn't have it. So be it. I drank my water. I put a little uh, flavoring in it, which was good. And then here was with the whole shenanigans with who's making the coffee, who's not. So I didn't, three out of the five days, I never had coffee. Eh. You were good. I was fine. Yeah. The only time I really crave it, need, whatever word you want to use, I won't say need it because there are days I go without it and don't even think about it. The only days I really look, the only time I look forward to it is in the morning. It's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of the routine. It's part of the routine. Part of the routine, right. But I I will, uh, uh, on the weekends, if I don't have it as early as normal, I do start to get a headache. See, I don't have that problem. I know Eddie has that issue too. So I guess I am addicted, Jerry. But Eddie also, what do you call it? Eddie also drinks, and we're not joking, drinks 12 cups a day. Yeah. I have one. Sometimes I have a second one. Um, Whatever. If I don't have it, it doesn't really phase me. My wife only has, I want to say, well, what's a cup? Eight ounces? Yeah, but that's the other thing. Like an actual cup, I think, is, is, is six to eight yeah, ounces. Yeah, like six ounces. No one does that anymore. Right. So really, if you're saying that, I usually have 15-ounce mugs at home or I have a 12-ounce travel cup. So I guess each one's a cup and a half, I guess. Right. Then I probably have two to three. My wife probably has four cups if that's where we're going. She has the same issue. Yeah, it's, it's funny sometimes you'll see on the Keurigs or or whatever the machine is that you use, the ones that have different sizes and yeah. the, the regular one cup size. I mean, it's like you're just spitting into a cup. It's like, who who's count, who's having this as a... Every once in a while at a restaurant right. a, a, for dessert, they'll pour you one of those cups. Like, what is this? Well, it's like when you go to a diner. They <laughs> yes. still have the tiny little cups. Ooh, coffee? Um, okay. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. I'm going to be done yeah. in like three seconds. Right. After I take this sip, I'm going to need a refill. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Especially if you put anything in it. Yes. I mean, come on. I mean, hey. It's nothing. Uh, I got to uh, finally, Jerry, meet my chicken over the weekend that uh, Gina and I are adopting a chicken. Oh, okay. At uh, her friend, uh, a friend that Gina's has a farm mm-hmm. in New Jersey. I think she's in Millstone, I think. And... uh so we sponsored a chicken. So we got an actual chicken that is there, and uh, we get eggs from that chicken and some of the other chickens as part of the deal. So, you know, I'm into trying to eat uh, healthier, Jerry, and I know there's certain uh, eggs when you go to the supermarket, pasture-raised eggs are better than regular eggs and all this stuff. So the best eggs have got to be the ones coming right out of a chicken. You would certainly think so. Yeah, the chickens are walking around on this uh, farm. They're having a good time for themselves. And then dropping a trace. And dropping some eggs. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. When you get these eggs, they don't all look uniformly perfect. Okay. Some are larger, some are smaller, some have a little bumps on them. Blah, blah. And do you know that to me? I'm like, hmm, I kind of wish these all looked the same. <laughs> like, I want the what I see in because the store. Because you're conditioned. I'm conditioned to the eggs coming out perfect. Which tells me all the all the abnormal eggs get thrown out. Right. Which is such a waste. It is a waste. What a waste. I actually thought the other day, I was walking out, or I went to do um, my my podcast with Steve Peichel the other day at Rutgers, and I was walking out of the building, I was walking to the car, and there were two uneaten pretzels on the ground, clearly from the game the night before, okay. and people just tossed. And no joke, I'm like, there are people star- literally starving to death in this world, and there are two pretzels that someone spent $3 each on and just tossed it in the like just Throwing. tossed them on the ground. Yeah. And in that case, I always wonder all these food companies how much money, how much food they actually do throw out because it's not up to our disgusting, you know, standards. Right. Or lofty whatever. It's terrible. Really is terrible. 
after seeing like the food documentaries and yes. things, and especially about meat, more definitely more so than vegetables and things, I will not. I, I cannot waste a piece of meat that has already been sacrificed for you. Yeah, like yeah. just like when you see a when you have a piece of meat on your plate. Yeah, and because sometimes Gina won't finish, and I'll just I'll jam it down my throat because I'm like. This just all that went into getting that on your plate, right? Yeah, you the know, money spent of someone f- f- had a farm or whatever. The the animal was raised. Like the animal was slaughtered. The for animal you. was slaughtered. Somebody else pack, you know, cut up the packaged the, and that gets to me. I cook it, and that gets thrown out. Piece of it, no way. And you don't even think of it as an animal. You just think of it as dinner. Yeah. Have you ever thought? I thought about this when I was passing by. A, we went down to, a few weeks ago, went down to see Kim's sister, which is down by where I think your sister and your parents live, way down South Jersey. Now, we actually passed a farm that had a whole bunch of, of livestock on yeah. it, and there were cows roaming and everything. And, it, like, it hit me. I'm like, you realize how many cows on a daily basis, not weekly, not monthly, on a daily basis are slaughtered in this country? Like, it's got to be hundreds of thousands, right? It has to be. Because every supermarket has... Pounds upon pounds of beef. And if they don't have steaks, they've got burger meat. And if there's not burger meat, there's pork from the other. I mean, and think of how many supermarkets there are in this country. I know. And they're all fully stocked. Right. Like, I'd love to know what the number is. Well, that's why they say, like, you know, when people are, you know, buy organic, grass fed. I don't know that there really are. Even if they are, like, there's no way to feed. Our population that way Without because the crappy food, right? Because there's no, there's not enough room yeah. to raise the animals properly, right? Seven hundred million, right? Is that what we have in this country? Um, three hundred fifty million. Three fifty. But they, you, you then you start think like, well, on what farmland are we? Like, how much? Which is why you see the cows all jammed in, thousands of chickens jammed into things. It's really awful. That's the only way to feed the amount of people we have. Oh, I, I, God, I want to be a vegetarian. I can't, but yeah. I want to. Yeah. It's right. You know, if I, if I like seafood, I would be. I cannot eat fish. You would be a pescatarian. I would be, but I can't. I don't like it. Yeah. I simply don't like it. And I can't live on shrimp. I tried. <laughs> I tried that. I bought a big bag of frozen shrimp. You were going to do a shrimp diet? Well, not no, no, not a shrimp diet, but any night. That my wife was making a steak or a pork chop for them, for her and the kids, I was going to have a shrimp meal. Okay. That's how I tried it. So I did it three times in a week. And then when we got to the next week, she's like, hey, I'm making, she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm having that. That's enough with this shrimp. <laughs> hey, three times last week. I can't, I don't know how you do what you do. With the chicken every Like night. I was tired of three, three times. I'm like, I need a break. Yeah. I haven't got back to it since. I look at the bag every day. I'm like, nah, what are you making, hon? That's enough of the yeah, shrimp. Right. I like it. I don't like it that much. Right. doesn't work. No, I know. It's just not easy to uh, eat the same thing. You know what thing. I want to do? I want to do, I want to put together a weekly menu. It's where every Monday I have the same thing. Every Tuesday. To where it's a week in between. It's not like something every day or mm-hmm. every other day. But that means you're having the same meal four times a month. Right. That seems to make sense to me. Yeah, I've started doing like a, on a Monday and Tuesday I have chicken. Wednesday, some type of beef. Oh, all right. Thursday, back to the chicken. I thought no salmon. Uh, 
Yeah, before salmon. Okay. I haven't had as much salmon lately. Got it. And because what happens is on the weekends, I'll try to get salmon out. When you go out. Yeah. You never want to go get potato skins when you're out? No. Nachos? No. Gina tried to talk me into potato skins the other day. No interest. No interest. A, f- a, a nice flatbread? I mean, I would love to have a flatbread, but I, I'm not really eating the, those types of breads. Dude, I said when you go out. I didn't no, say no. at home. And, right. And and I will go out and have pizza at a restaurant. Okay. No problem. So, so I guess I could get a flatbread. I guess I could. One day a week, I would do that. With a big, fat, frozen mudslide? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have my Miller Lights, as you know, Jerry. I know. I'm saying let's change it up a little bit and get nuts. You might actually put on half a pound. A big mudslide? <laughs> that sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. Of What's course. in a mudslide? Uh, I believe it's Kahlua. I believe it's vodka. Turn turn your... I don't want you to hear this part. Heavy cream? Uh, <laughs> actually, it was funny that the, the health people that I follow now are all for heavy cream. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Why is that? They think it's better than... Than milk? And, like, definitely better than creamer. Like, the heavy cream. Full fat heavy cream. Interesting. Yeah. I actually like heavy cream in coffee. I just don't do it because I thought it was worse. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I've ever had heavy cream. It's really good in coffee. Yeah. It, like, silks up the coffee. Is it liquid or is it kind of, like, thick liquid, though? Oh, no. It's like thick milk. Yeah. But you don't you you don't need a lot of it. That's the best part, and it really does. Like it makes your coffee. I said silk. I mean, it's like not Smooth. creamy. It's just, yeah. There's a there's a silkiness to the coffee when you yeah. put it in. Really delicious. Heavy cream. All Go right. for it, people. Yep. All right. Warm up show next. Cool games tomorrow. See you. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, coming up on 502, it is Thursday. That means we have reached week 11 in the National Football League. Thursday Night Football this evening from Green Bay. The Eddie Scazzeri, what is up? Across from me, 
handsome as ever. He looks. He's like. He's like uh, I forget. Was it Benjamin Buttons? What was the guy who Benjamin aged, Buttons? He yeah. ages the wrong way. He's getting younger by the day. Thank you. His name is Al Markeith Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yes, you mentioned uh, Thursday night football. Are the Titans on every week? I feel like the the Titans. Well, I feel like there's a handful of teams that are on Thursday night or Monday night football every week, and they're normally that's because you hate them. Yeah. So and it's they may even illuminated. Be good. I don't even know if the Titans are good this year. They're okay, but you know, here's what I want to tell you about the Titans. Yeah. All right. Do you know for Tennessee, well, we talk about injuries, right? Yeah. Everyone's got injuries. Do you know the Titans tonight are playing without? These guys have been ruled out. These are starters. They've ruled out their starting center, Ben Jones, their linebacker, Bud Dupree, their safeties, Amani Hooker and Lonnie Johnson, and their starting kicker, Randy Bullock. They're all out. Right. Enter um, backups. I Yeah. I mean, listen, I love Derrick Henry. But that's it. Yeah, well, Derrick Henry is phenomenal. I don't know who's quarterbacking the Titans week to week. Is well, it it's, well it's gone back and forth. And Tannehill, I believe, is back now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm with you. They're not a they're not a fun team to watch. And I the Packers aren't really fun to watch anymore, even though they did beat your Cowboys last week. It is weird. I well, I agree with that too. It is weird though that Tennessee has won a lot of football games the last few years. And I'm with you. Not interested. Not interested. And they get the wild card every year. And well, I'm like, they'll eh. win the, no, well, no, eh. no, no, no. They were the one seed last year. What? They were the wild card. Jerry. They, they were the one seed last year. Prove it. I, oh, first of all. I'm a Google And they'll that. win the division again this year. Hold on. Now Are I you got, kidding me, Jerry? No, I always feel like they're in the wild card game. Perhaps I have that wrong. Wild I don't think I do, weekend. though. NFL wild standings 2021. And, oh, here you go. They are. They're six and three right now. Six and three. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're going to win the division. Jerry, they're a very quiet six and three. 2021. All right, the Bills were 11 and six. The Chiefs were 12 and five. The Bengals 10 and seven. Titans 12 and five. I'm telling you, they were the one seed. They've got to be the most under the radar team with a good record. 2021 NFL I playoff never, seeds. They don't even cross my mind. The Tennessee I, Titans. I, I know. I totally understand. Don't even think of them. All right. Well, here we go. Let's see. the pl- no, I don't want playoff picture. I want to know. Let's see. Dee, 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 dee. I can't find it. All right, they brought I'm telling you they were the one seed. Dan Pastorini, quarterback. Then I might. Then you might have something. Kenny Stabler. Then I might tune in Thursday Night Football. But I, I can't watch the Titans, Jerry. Well, I'm not, I'm not interested either. I will Let's come in, though, tomorrow morning and watch the highlight package. The Titans were the one seed, and they had home field throughout. Yeah, no idea. And I they have lost. no idea about that. <laughs> is this game is in, in Green Bay. And you watched. That's the yeah, funny thing. Like, we fool around about you with a lot of different things. Yeah. Basketball, baseball. Hockey. For the most part. Well, you don't even acknowledge hockey. No. Um, but football, you actually watch. Yeah, you watch these games. And you seem genuinely stunned right now when I told you that yes. the Titans were the one seed last year. I feel like. I feel like they're always on in prime time, and they're always like no one's ever interested. Well, I feel like they make the playoffs every year, and it's always that game where it's like, well, the playoffs start this weekend, but the 4 o'clock game is the Titans. I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Because the Titans have won a lot, so they get a lot of primetime games. I'm trying to pull up their schedule to see if you're, just, if you're right. They're just not sexy, Jerry. No, they're not. They're boring, to be quite honest. I agree. Like, Even Because here's what they do. They hand the ball off yeah. a lot, and they grind it out, and Derrick Henry just shoves it down your face, and they win a lot. Like the Packers, as bad as they are, are the sexier team this evening. Uh, you want some good news? Yes. Let me give you some good news. After tonight, you will not, unless they get flexed into a game, you will not see them in prime time again. Okay, good. Until Thursday, December 29th, 
when they play the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. So maybe that gives you a little bit more intrigue. Okay, yeah, a little more intrigue. I have yes, I had no idea the Cowboys were playing the Titans this year. <laughs> well, you and you do those games, so it's a good I thing do. you took a look at that this morning. Yeah. So and I, I can't tell exactly which because you have the results, so it doesn't say the times. I don't know how many they've had in prime time so far, but I do agree with you that you feel like they're on either Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night a lot. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, the Titans. And you're not wrong. Damn those you're, Titans, Jerry. You are not wrong. And Tannehill, yeah, I was right. Tannehill did play in the game against Denver the other day. Malik Willis started. Wow, this is funny. Malik Willis, and I know he's he's a young kid, so whatever. But you look at the high passing numbers for their games. So you see Tannehill the first five first five games two sixty six. Sorry, one seventeen is embarrassing. Two sixty four, one eighty one, one thirty two. Embarrassing. Uh, last week two fifty five. The previous two weeks that Malik Willis started, and I imagine he didn't throw much. He passed for 55 yards. 55. All and right. they won. That's uh, Jerry. They're feeding Derrick, Derrick Henry. Well, you know what? That was the game in Houston. That's the game I think Derrick Henry ran for like 250. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see here. Let's see. Malik Willis's numbers that day were, yeah, he didn't even throw it. Six of 10 for 55 yards. Derrick Henry, 32 carries, 219. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry. Put the team on his back. Yes, yo. they did. Yes, he they put did. put the team on. Like Saquon had to put the team on his back last week. Saquon puts the team on his back a lot of weeks. This is what I want back in the NFL. One dude getting 35 carries a game. But you just said you don't like that with the Titans. That's what no, no, Derrick no. Henry gets. I'm just saying, like, the idea of splitting carries amongst all these guys or swing Well, you passes, have that with the Giants and the Titans. Right. That I, I, You know what? I do like that. I you said do. I like Derrick Henry. But the problem, too, is a lot of teams don't run that much. Yeah. Because it's pass, pass, pass. I love that the Buccaneers, although last week, the, this past week, they did run the ball. Yeah. But previous to that, they were just like, do you know why? We can't run the ball. Correct. So let's not even pretend. They would hand the ball, the ball off to Leonard Fournette, and he yeah. would get, you know, basically Stuffed. crushed one yard off the line of scrimmage because their offensive line was in shambles for right. most of the season. Jerry, so stop it, it with the offensive line. It's so- I actually think the Cowboys tried this, and it almost worked until they lost Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and lost to the, I think, the Eagles in the playoffs, and they lost to this team and that team, and they lost, like, every playoff game. If I was building a team right now, I would throw so much money at the offensive line, it's ridiculous. The offensive line and the defensive line, I I really believe would be the majority of my resources. Right. You need a quarterback and an offensive line. You do. And a defensive line. Because a defensive line, if you can get to the quarterback, I don't care if you're playing Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, or Fran Tarkenton. If you can get to the quarterback, you've got a chance to win that game. You just do. Right, and you can pick off wide receivers and running backs wherever. They're everywhere, Jerry. There Look are around. a lot of them. There there's are a lot of colleges. There's a lot of talented running backs and yeah. wide receivers. You are correct. Now, there's not a lot of Justin Jeffersons around. That guy's special. He was good. But you're right. Every NFL team has capable wide receivers. Yeah. But not every team has an offensive line that can control the line of scrimmage and a defensive line that can dominate. How do you think the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? That one year when the Patriots were unbeaten. Yeah, they kicked the crap out of Tom Brady. And the Jets did it to Tom Brady that year. Uh, They beat them up in New England with Rex. That's exactly right. I even have a a blowed-up Sports Illustrated cover of Tom Brady with this surprise (laughs) look on his face, (laughs) falling down, getting crushed (laughs) by the Jets' D. Well, why do you think, and I'm not blanking out, what the hell, Eddie, help me, the Ravens quarterback that won that everyone... um, Joe Flacco? No. Uh, Trent Dilfer? Yes. Everyone makes fun of Trent Dilfer, but 
Like the Ravens won the Super Bowl and were the best team in football that year because their defense was dominant. You don't have to spend fifty million dollars on a quarterback. I you think, don't. I always think about uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the you, year they won. Yes, Brad Johnson was their quarterback, That's and exactly they had a right. crushing defense. I will continue to say, and you can mock me all you want, the Giants can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones at quarterback, as long as you give him a contract that's good to him and friendly to the team and you can throw money in big spots, you can win with this guy. How do you know, like, if you're scouting offensive line, who knows if these guys are any good? Um, you're. I mean, listen, there have been busts for sure. I mean, there's always going to be busts at every position. But you get a guy that plays high-level college football that is dominating. It usually does translate. It really does. I mean, in a lot of cases... It's hard to find, and there are some, but it's hard to find busts when you when you draft tackles, and even guards and centers. It really is, you know. If you think about, I don't know, I, I it's hard to come up with examples, but I feel I feel like we 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 think about the bust quarterbacks so much quicker and the bust, you know, um, skill positions a lot quicker than we think about bust linemen. We just do. That's a terrible position that is. Blocking yeah, because you get no you get no credit for anything. Yeah, and even like defensive line, at least you could get to the quarterback, smash sure. his face, or the running back. The offensive line, terrible. Just so how about all day this? Pushing people. How about this example? There are, I think, on average, each team, if you split the time of possession equally, I would say each team probably gets about seventy-five plays a game. Does that sound about right? That sounds like a okay. lot, but yes. So that means an offensive lineman, unless he's hurt is playing 70, let's take the left tackle, 75 snaps. Now, in today's NFL, the quarterback drops back on average probably 40 times a game, maybe more. If a left tackle gives up three sacks, that means on the other, in 40 dropbacks, he controlled his guy 37 times. He gives up three sacks, that guy had a great game, and you suck. Yeah. Meantime, you dominated him 37 out of 40 dropbacks. Yeah, so it's a thankless job. And God forbid I jump off sides one right. time. Sorry. When the quarterback's bobbing his head. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's true. Sorry, I'm just shoving guys all day long. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a thankless job. It is an absolute thankless job. And they're just, like, I remember I had that idea last week, Jerry, that I wanted uh, all linebacker type guys to be on my offensive line. Right. Well, that's not going to And be. you said that doesn't that, work. That's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I just feel like they'd be so much stronger than the fat guys they're going against. They might be, but think about leverage, Al. Yeah, leverage, but I'm saying like a guy. All right, so all right, let's man. take let's take Bart Scott. Yes. Bart Scott in his prime was probably weighed, what, 240? 240, 250, Jerry. Okay. I mean, you want him going up against but a nose tackle that he, weighs 360? But I feel like the nose tackles, like, they have mass. They don't have that muscles like uh, might run them over. Bart Scott. Bart, but Bart's so I don't even know. Bart Scott, let's see. Let's check out Bart Scott's. How how tall do you think Bart Scott? Oh, Bart Scott, Scott Jerry, he's about uh I'm gonna go five ten. Let's see, six two. <laughs> five ten. <laughs> you told me. He used to come in here. I thought I could look five, him in the 5'10". No, no uh, way. Six he, two. I'd say six, six two. two, Jerry. So now how about he's going up against an edge rusher that's six six, two fifty, that is just lightning fast. You're giving up four or five. I mean, it's just, it's tough. It's not easy. I know what you're saying, but it doesn't quite work. I want all muscle guys on my team. No more of these big they fat guys. They are, though. But even the linemen aren't all big and fat like they used to be. 
I mean, well, they have bellies. They do have bellies, but they're in shape. Right, they're probably doing squats at practice, right? What do you think? I think so. And leg presses of a thousand pounds. <laughs> yes, it's true. Right, so they got thick thighs, muscular. Like you covered the bucks. I did. Those you, guys are massive. I'm sure you saw them in the weight room once in a while. You know what? I didn't have access to the weight room oh, back right then. then, but I would see them shirtless in the locker room. They had a lot of them had bellies. A lot of beef. A lot of beef. Yes, but very strong. But a guy like Derek Brooks, he was like a Bart Scott type. Yeah. Johnny Lynch, my favorite. Although you're right, I can't see John Lynch blocking. You mentioned John Lynch. Fat offensive line. Right. It's not It's not easy. I know what you're saying. Ain't easy. Because if it was, someone would have tried it already. Maybe Jeff Saturday will try it. It's possible. I would like to see that. It's possible. I'll, hmm. t- I'll tell you what, because we got this audio from uh, over the weekend from Monday. Okay. Pat McAfee to Bill Cower. Bill Cower, shut the f- up, dude. Right. <laughs> I love when someone just adds dude at the end. I know. I do that a lot. I yeah. don't know why. You know what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's very effective. I, it's a crutch. It's just, it just well, comes out. Just even cursing like Pat McAfee did there is a crutch. But when you emphasize it with the bad word, Jerry, and then a dude at the end. Bill Cower, shut the f*** up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think Bill Cower hears about this? I don't know because we didn't hear about it really until last night, and this was Monday. No, but I'm saying like someone does now that it's kind of going around. I'm sure sure a guy like Nate Burleson probably texted to him. Hey, (laughs) Hey, Bill, (laughs) shut the bleep up. (laughs) But Bill doesn't seem the type to laugh it off. I don't know. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, he doesn't seem like he's the uh, life of the party. Yeah. <laughs> Not the laugh it off guy. He's the guy that sits in the chair. You stay away from him. Yeah. I do like even I'll pull the audio at some point this morning when I get to it. But McAfee is like, you know, we love Bill Cower with the chin and the spit. <laughs> oh, he said that. <laughs> and then he's ripping on him for taking the Steelers head coaching job at the age of 34. So that's where you get to. He may, I tell you what, McAfee makes some good points. So I don't know if we'll play them at all. Or any. Oh, we'll play them, Jerry. Well, I mean, uh, the one we, we certainly will play. Bill Cower, shut the f*** up, dude. And I know Eddie will keep that forever. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we still have a lot to do. Knicks won uh, late last night. A uh, good win in Denver for them, even though they can't shoot the three all that well. But good. They win the game as they've won two in a row on the road trip. Uh, the Devils go for 11 in a row tonight. And we've got Thursday night football. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're just waking up, it is uh, 5:24. Hello, his name is Al. I'm Jerry, and that's the Eddie Scazzeri inside. You hear me once in a while. Uh, if you're also just waking up and you're a Knicks fan, good for you. The Knicks won. La- How about this? The Knicks have won two straight games in which R.J. Barrett is a combined 0 for 14 from three point range. So then, who's doing that it? That makes Jerry? no sense. Well, Jalen Brunson the other night, and Julius Randle had 30 something points last night. And they sunk a lot of clutch free throws down the stretch. A very good one for the Knicks. The Barrett thing, and then if you go back to the game on Sunday, he was 0 for 2. So he's 0 for his last 16 at least. I'd have to go back and check. So his improved three-point shooting work from the offseason, not quite working. It's hit a uh, rough spot. Well, I mean, 0 for 16. I could go out there and be 0 for 16. Jerry Recco from downtown. No. Clunk. Yeah, exactly. Clunk, I'd, have to, I'd have to look at the win over Detroit, which would be the fourth game. In the uh, in the bunch when he was 0 for 16. So that game he was, well, not bad, 3 for 8. So he's <laughs> All right, he 3 for his last 24 from 3. Not terrible, Jerry. I'll go with 0 for 16. <laughs> I like to play that guy in horse. <laughs> I, I, I take you, all uh, you would far not, shots. You would not do well. What what if I just took all outside shots? You're not going to make them. <laughs> what if I hit one? I don't, he seems I, to be missing I'm everything. not even fooling around. I don't think you could reach. From three-point range no, in the NBA? I do not believe you could reach. What if I threw with Matter just of fact, one arm? How about this? I'm serious. How about we go to Jersey Mike's Arena on the way home one day, and we film you. We'll see if Izzo or Gallo wants to come out. We'll see how many NBA threes you can make, one. Two, how many NBA threes you can reach the rim. Because I don't think you can. Oh, I definitely could hit the rim. Okay. I don't think you can. I bet you I sink a couple. Okay. So we'll go. How about this? 23s. How many can you make? Over, under. And don't say one. That's not a fair. Over, under. Over, under. Five. You think you can. So the over, under has got to be five and a half then. Okay. No chance. There's, I, I don't believe I there's a how chance. Many free throws? NBA I mean, threes, not high NBA, school or no, college no, no. threes. I'm an NBA three guy. I didn't had no idea there was a difference, but all right, Jerry, if you say so. <laughs> they have the three the NBA three-point line on the uh, Jersey Mike's court. They don't, but we can mark it. That's not a big deal. You're telling me, and I'm being serious. Yeah. That college basketball three-pointers closer? Yeah, I'm getting the actual. Why would they do that? Well, because they're not pros. Then I get to the NBA, and all of a sudden, my three-point shot's so much further. That's not right. So the, I don't think that's, is that right? Because I know they moved it back. The thing I'm seeing is 21 feet, basically, for college. The NBA's 24 feet. (laughs) Wow. Like, I really don't think. If I pass you the ball, you catch and shoot, I don't think you can reach. Yeah, that's how it would be. I'd be like, Jerry, I'm open. Right, there's no running half court. Like, not that. Like, you've got to catch and shoot or just pick up the ball and shoot. Like, either flat-footed or a jumper from three. Yeah. I don't think you can reach. Jerry, in the corner, is it the same? That's shorter. That's probably 20, I want to say 22 feet in the NBA. So it's probably the same in the corner? It's got to be very similar, yes. You need to correct space. You're running out of room. Unless the NBA court's bigger, which I'm not sure if I'm it is I'm not shooting not. from the corner, Jerry. I, I need the backboard. Oh, God. To clunk one in. <laughs> okay. 
So you're going to shoot from the wings and straight on. Yeah, from you the got, wings. All right, so if you're going to do 20, you got to give me four spots. Okay. Because we're going to do five from each spot. I'm even going to wear a tank top like a, like a Ugh, basketball player. Please put a shirt on underneath. <laughs> I don't need, like, your your uh, scraggly chest hair popping through. That's fair. That'd be nasty. Like the, <laughs> gross. I like, got to get, I got to go. Like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I got to see, see if I still have my Reebok pumps from the uh, late 80s. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'd man. like to get those out on the court. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, all right. So we're, we're going to do this. We're doing this. Is there a court in Bradley Beach we could use? No, I want to do it at the week. It'd be more fun, don't you think? That just seems like it's out of the way for me on my ride home. What else are you doing? I got to get a tent at the dog. Oh, come on, man. But if Gina can take her out one day, we'll figure it out. But I would like to do that because, one, I'd be on video. You know I love to see myself on yes, video. Yes, you do. And I could prove to you I could hit from downtown. Mm-hmm. You yes. can't. I don't think. I really don't think you can. Jerry Kyrie uh, could return to the Nets on Sunday. Yeah, I'm surprised by this. So I guess he is coming back. Uh, yeah. I saw Woj's report yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the one thing I don't care for anymore. All right. And I didn't, I saw the uh, the excerpts, the article about this, you know, players only meeting where they're killing Ben Simmons and blah, blah, blah. And Markeith Morris, you know, I guess was part of it. And he comes right out. Who are your sources? Yeah. Like, I, I really do. I can't stand sourced reporting anymore. Right, because you could just, I could do a report and yeah. go, my sources are telling me. Yeah, and I'm not saying, there's, a, in no way, shape, or form am I saying that that didn't happen. I don't know if it did or it didn't. Do I think his name came up? Sure. But the way it was, like, characterized yesterday was, like, they can't stand the guy. I mean, he himself has done nothing but say, I'm getting there. It takes time. And he actually played pretty well the other day. But, yes, he's not the player he was. Not yet. He's still only 20-something years old. He's not that far removed from being an MVP-type player. Will he get there? No idea. Can he? Yeah, he still can. But that guy's just, I, I don't know. I feel like the Nets have become the low-hanging fruit, and Ben Simmons is the star. Now that, you've got the Durant quotes from yesterday. I'm sure you saw those. I do, but I don't remember them. So I'll give you the, this is the, <laughs> pretty funny, actually. So Kevin Durant did an interview the way it was portrayed with Bleacher Report. Oh, yes. um, After their loss, I guess it was the other day, something like that. And so this was, if I could find it real quick. Mm -hmm. Here we go. This was Durant after the game. Now, the first thing they tell you is um, this is the quote that gets highlighted everywhere. Look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, and me. No disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. That's a terrible quote. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I am not gonna lie. One, that's a horrible quote. But I will tell you, if you read the whole article and the question and every answer and the right in context, it's, it's not so bad. It's still not great. I don't. It is not a great quote because if I'm Edmund Sumner, I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, what? hello. That having been said, as bad of a quote as it is, even though you don't watch basketball, you heard those names. Never I mean, heard he, of is them. Is he wrong? No. So I wouldn't have said it, um, but, you know. I feel like because, not great. <laughs> because Kyrie is not playing right now, that's why they're attacking Ben Simmons. Maybe. That's possible. But once Kyrie gets back, then they'll have their the guy that they sure. usually. And it doesn't help that they lost the last couple of games that were very winnable. I mean, losing to the Lakers the other day was awful. And then coming back and losing at Sacramento, I mean, you can deal with that loss. 
a little bit better than the Laker one, but you had to get one of the two. And now you're going to Portland tonight. I mean, who knows? We'll see. And then he's coming back on Sunday. Can you imagine what that? They got to make him available to the media, right? And that's a home game Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Against Memphis. Oh, by the way. Are they good? <laughs> yes, well, I've heard of d- Memphis, Jerry. You've heard of John Morant? I have. That's the team he's on. Okay. Now, Desmond Bain is out. You can make the you can make every case if you're watching this year that Desmond Bain has been good as John Morant. He's out, so that helps. But you still have John Morant over there, who's capable of putting up 60 points any given day. But so is Durant. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe Kyrie comes back and... From downtown, Jerry. From downtown, maybe. I suppose. By the way, I would like to thank on Twitter real quick before we proceed. And he might might come back and play great. Who knows? He might also come back and dog it. Don't know that either. Uh, This is from Thomas Portello on Twitter, so thank you very much. Here was the uh, Titans. He gave me the schedule with the... Prime time games. Prime time. You're this not this wrong. Year. You're not incredibly right. Yeah, it's kind of both. Okay. So week two, they played Buffalo on Monday Night Football. All right. Week six, they played the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. And now week 11, they play the Packers. So it's only three. And then the fourth one is the Cowboys. It's not. Yeah, I don't know why it feels like a lot more. Because fours, well, fours a lot. It is. I mean, if you think about you're playing only 17 games, that's basically a quarter of your games are in prime time. But it's not every week. Prime time. But it does seem like a lot. Jerry, they're still saying lots and lots of snow in Buffalo this weekend. Yeah, squalls. Now I'm reading up to six feet of snow. Yeah. Now they said it's possible that the game gets moved. Well, six feet of snow is a lot if you haven't checked. I thought when I, I... Six feet of snow would be you can't open your front door. But let me ask you this. And Eddie might be able to back me up on here. We're a little bit older than you, Jerry. I don't. I remember the thing about football was games were never canceled. Games were never postponed. It's N- six feet. I know, but I'm sure there was six feet of snow some, sometime in the decade of the 70s or 80s. Six feet? We weren't moving games or... It depends uh, on the timing. and also Of course you- it does. You have to be able to get the players and the officials and all the other people that are involved with the production. Yeah, they have to be able to get to the, the building. Even if the fans are, you know, it's half filled, you have to be able to get those people. And if it's the timing is such now Buffalo can handle a lot of snow, but six if, feet is a lot. If the timing is such where it it logistically just might not be possible and they can't play the game on Monday because the Bills play noon on Thanksgiving. That's right. Now, here's the other thing. So, so this now is, what? To, your, to, to the point, to put this in context, six feet, how many inches? 72? Six feet is 72 inches, Jerry. The According to this article, which was written in 2019, I believe, the worst snowstorm in the history of the United States was in 1888, 58 inches. But this isn't all going to fall six feet in one shot, so I'm they'll not, be clearing it. Listen, if the snow falls on Saturday, I'm with Eddie. I said this to you yesterday. We're going to turn the TV on Sunday. The field's no. going to be clean. Right. They'll get a lot of people in there. They'll shovel the seats, and there'll be a ton of snow on the sidelines, and they'll play a football game. But if this snow is happening Saturday night through Sunday, and I don't think it is. I actually no, do they, think it's mostly Saturday. Did it change to Sunday it, now? They pushed it back oh, to Sunday. So awesome. Well, it's not like, you know, more like Saturday night into it Sunday is. morning. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, so. Damn. And according to Scott Van Pelt. Jim Cantori is now in Buffalo. Oh, so no. Of course he is. That's when you know it's trouble. Um, by the way, actually, this thing is saying the worst snowstorm, that that was not correct. 
They say it was the worst storm because it killed people. Oh. The worst storm in terms of inches was 62 inches in 1950. In Buffalo, you mean? In the Apple. No, the history of the United States. That's what this article is about. Hmm. The worst blizzards that we've ever seen. What about the blizzard of Oz? That was a great Ozzy You're record. Such an ass! <laughs> I swear to God. Not only not, so, not only are the Bills Jerry dealing with this potential snow, and then they got to play on Thanksgiving. There's also an illness going through their locker room. Knicks too. Knicks have an illness as yeah, well. Julius Randall wasn't feeling good last night. He said something's passing through them too. Dude, a lot of people are sick right now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's COVID again, if it's this RSV, if it's the flu. I'm not sure. I had it two weeks ago. Um, I'm sure Seal is probably sick right now. He always What's is. RSV? Uh, it's like uh, it's a, a viral, sig- like as Geo about it, it's attacking young ki- uh, younger kids, kids like two to nine or something. How did and you have it then if you're uh, an I older said COVID, fella. the flu, and RSV. Oh. I believe, even though I tested negative, I think I had COVID just because of the way I felt Tuesday that week. I, I Very similar. I remember that Monday I felt terrible, but Tuesday I felt even worse. That to me, it felt very much like when I had COVID back in December. But maybe been the flu. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I tested negative. I don't know. I wonder if uh, with the Bills playing on Thanksgiving, if uh, they would just postpone the game. Then you might. I mean, to the end of the season. Is that and possible? Play it when, not with the playoffs. No, I mean because the you right, roll right into two, the playoffs right, the following two, week. Your two playoff teams. I mean, could you have a situation where you actually cancel the game? I don't know. But that's not fair to the other teams that had to play I'll tell you what, yeah, all the know. games. I don't know, because I was going to say, could you even push the Thanksgiving game back to Friday afternoon? I know it's not Thanksgiving, but, I mean, if you're talking about canceling a game, getting games in, I don't know. Right, a standalone Black Friday game before it actually kicks in next season. Yeah, you. I mean, I, it's possible. I mean, the problem is the Thanksgiving thing is such a tradition. If it was just a random Thursday night game they were playing, Hundred percent, you could move that to Friday night. I don't know if you move on Thanksgiving Day game. What's the CBS game? I don't know. This is the nighttime game. The Cowboys right? play the Giants, so I would think that's the Fox game. So I would think the CBS game would be Bills and Lions, but I'm not sure. I, oh, here. they're the they're the Bills Lions. Yeah, the early game. Oh, who's the night game then? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> if it was the night game, we could just move that. No problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it, it would be that big a deal. Here, let's see. So week twelve would be. Bills Lions at at twelve thirty, and that is the CBS game. Giants Cowboys on Fox Thursday night. The Thanksgiving night game. Patriots in Minnesota. But Boomer's oh. working for us Friday. He's working Black Friday. Yes, yeah. he is. But if they move that CBS game, everything gets better. Or well, this snow could be a real. I know it's great, Jerry. It's not hitting us here. We can observe and enjoy the chaos without being involved. Yeah, I think in the we're chaos. like snow flurries or something. Nothing crazy here. I might start following some uh, Buffalo area weather people just to see the the snow information. What Twitter, will be her Jerry. name? <laughs> Jerry, there are men who uh, do the weather as well. Yeah, but I know what you like to follow. <laughs> do you think Matt Hammer would know? No. No. He's, he's going to look here. at the radar just like us. Yeah. All right, quick break. When we come back, more to do. Boomer and Gio coming up at the top of the hour. Hey, great friends, great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. Nice to have you with us on this Thursday morning. 
Alan Jerry until 6 with a good old warm-up show. And then you got Boomer and Geo. Then lots to get to because you've got a new week in the NFL starting. you got the Knicks all of a sudden playing some good basketball. The Nets continue to be the Nets, the gift that keeps on giving. And the Devils going for 11 in a row. How about all that? And they uh, named a couple of uh, MLB awards last night, the Cy Young winners. As predict, that was about as, they didn't even need to announce them. We Is all, that right? Yes. That was, uh, that was a lock. Justin Verlander was a lock, you felt? Mm-hmm. And then Sandy Alcantara? Mm-hmm. I, you didn't think I was going to say that right. You thought I was going to no, say actually, Alcantara. No. no, I actually feel like you, no, 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 no. no. And with baseball, I, I'm surprised when you don't know. Especially if it's teams that play the Mets. NL East, yeah. And this guy pitched against the Mets a lot. Yes, this he year, did. I feel like. No, that was last night was about as predictable as anything there is. That was the Marlins' first uh, Cy Young ever. Very nice. Where How was about Al Leiter? <laughs> he didn't win. What? Well, that was their first one ever. If you could name, win. could you name, I gave you Al Leiter. We have Alcantara. Could you give me no. one other dominant? Yeah, the Florida guy that pitched Marlins in the World pitcher. Series, uh, Dontrell Willis. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and he was, he had a, his career wasn't long, but he had a dominant run there for a very brief time. Like, that's, he was And what tremendous. about their first World Series, Levon somebody? Oh. Levon somebody. Levon Hernandez. There you go. Mm-hmm. He was a pitcher as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, so and then uh, who was Beckett in 03? Josh Beckett. I think of him more as a Red Sox, though, honestly. Okay. Josh Beckett was not, you know, more of a higher the, uh, gun. The poor guy who killed in the boat accident oh god yeah i bet he was awesome yeah i'm blanking out on his name but yes he was one of the best pitchers in baseball actually yes but yeah and uh tonight the mvp will be announced aaron george mm. he better win what do you think give me a percentage that he does win is it 95 95 percent? no so a it's 5%. not a hundred percent it's 95 percent. so there's a five percent there is because there are people out there that will sit there and tell you that if you don't vote for shohei otani you're an idiot because yeah. of what he does great i can lose a lot of games with him and without him he's not to me it's just not that valuable and i'm not saying that the mvp has to come from the most dominant team he doesn't but if you are the most dominant player in the sport that is responsible for your team winning a hundred games I don't know how anybody's even remotely close to him. Like, it's not like if you told me Aaron Judge hit 50 home runs this year, drove in 110 runs, scored 100 runs, that was a great season, and the Yankees won 100 games. But on top of that, Giancarlo Stanton hit 55 home runs, and uh, and Anthony Rizzo batted 335 and was the batting champion. And who's the pitcher? Uh, wow. Their ace, Eddie Cole. Me. He right. Garrett Cole went 25-3, and three, not happening. Yeah, okay, you could probably win without him. When you go 62-100 and something and, and you're the the main reason why they won 100 games, there's no one close to him. I don't care the show. I don't care if Shohei Otani threw with both arms. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't mean anything. Like, they didn't win. They were terrible. So, I, to me, it should be 100%. You always think you can't have a valuable player if your team stinks. I agree. I totally agree. You got to be, you have to be relevant. You don't have to, I don't think you have to win your division. I don't even think you have to be in the playoff. You got to be relevant though. And the Angels lost. Think about this. The Angels at one point this year had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And they lost 17 straight games. (laughs) That's really valuable. You couldn't have, I don't know, found one win in three weeks. Accidentally bumped into a win there, It's not even, it's not even close. Then Anthony Rizzo uh, spoke about Aaron Judge. 
this kind of kind of annoyed me, Jerry. Why? What he said? What what annoyed you? Well, he says, I hope Judge stays just for the sake of the game, because you see a lot of franchise icons not getting what they deserve from the team they have done so much for. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know where I don't love the end of that. But I know what he's saying. Like, it, it is good for the game when the stars stay with their teams. Yeah, but the stars have a say in that as well. 100% they do. Now it comes back to what I've argued with Boomer forever. Do you want to win? And, and are you happy where you are? Or are you going to chase every buck? A lot of guys chase every buck. Right. Like, a good example of that is going to be is going to be Jacob deGrom. Like, if the Texas Rangers, who apparently want him, if the Texas Rangers offer Jacob deGrom, let's say... $41.5 million a year, and the Mets offer him 40 a year. And he goes to Texas. He's about every buck. It's not about winning. Can't right. be. You've got a team here that's ready to win right now, and you'll have more money than you will ever spend in your life. So if you chase that extra million and a half dollars per season, you're about the money. Do you think he'd rather go to it? Like now that Justin uh, Verlander mm-hmm. is, uh, is uh, no, I always get him confused. With, with Max Scherzer? Yeah, Max Scherzer. Now that Max Scherzer is here, do you think a pitcher like Jacob DeGrom likes to pitch on a team with a, another equal ace or wants to be the man in a rotation? I think that depends on the person. I don't know DeGrom to, to be able to give you that answer. I have no idea. We could pretend. Um, I would think a guy like DeGrom, I really do feel like a guy like DeGrom wants to win. Now, I would say, if I'm Jacob DeGrom, I want to be paid $1 more than Max Scherzer. Is that right? Because this is my team. Right. I, He's a hired gun. Right. You drafted fair. me. I've done all, I know I've been injured, but I've been your guy. I want I don't even care if it's a penny. I want something more than Max Scherzer. And I don't that I don't fault him for. I agree with that. That's I I'm with you. I do agree with that. Let me give you this. Give me the percentage 50. Again, hold on. Of this parlay. It's a parlay, Jerry. Ooh, okay. Percentage of hitting this parlay. Yeah. Aaron Judge is named MVP. Right. Aaron Judge remains with the Yankees. Okay. Jacob DeGrom remains with the Mets. Oh. That's a three-leg parlay. What do you... What I'll do tell you, you what. I would do that. I think there's a good chance that happens. I don't think Aaron Judge is going to go to San Francisco. Do you think the chances of happening is it's seventy percent or higher? Oh no, I'm going <laughs> to no, not seventy percent. More sixty forty. Mm, okay. If I can get that parlay, I will bet that today. You take that. Okay. Yes. No, oh, I got to do it before six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, I do like. All right, quick break. <laughs> Five fifty-three. We got Boomer and Geo warming up and getting set to come on at six right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on Mark Davis, the Raider owner, not the other one. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Too much more time left, so Al, what you got? We got like 40 cents. Knicks won, uh, Devils play tonight, uh, Seton Hall lost. Yeah, got I know you'll do full cool games tomorrow, Jerry. Yeah. But uh, one of the games on the docket is uh, Raiders-Broncos. Oh, God. <laughs> to oh, to God. which uh, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett said... <laughs> Quote, somebody has to win. No, they don't. You ever hear of a tie? I would love that. That would be (laughs) 3-3. You know why it wouldn't be good? The Raiders actually do score points. The Raiders. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Raiders take a lot of leads and then give up the leads. Yeah. So early on, they're like, let's score some points. Then we'll relax a little bit. And we'll play to a 12-12 tie. Yeah. It's possible. You never know. We've seen weirder things. So uh, don't say things that aren't true. 
Right, he's, he's. They don't have to win. They don't have to win. Matter of fact, there was a tie earlier with the foul, the uh, Colts and the Texans this year. It was, it was a brutal game. To yeah, win that Houston. was like week one or two. I yeah, think. it was early. Week one. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD One, New York. Always live on the Free Odyssey app.